The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, and me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middleest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm that sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. And America's battling back for her birthday. That's right. America's birthday is here, and America, we're coming back. But we're coming back because uh, a lot of other people are sitting to be dropping the ball right now, and America's just going to sneak in there. And reclaim his glory by default. A lot of, a lot of, I've seen, I'm looking around at the world today. I'm seeing a lot of nations just kind of screwing the pooch. But we're back. Basically, <laughs> so America's like moving up the education standards list because suddenly every other country forgot how to read. Which That's is one right. way to do it. One, it's one way to climb that old ladder in it. You don't so have to America's be the fastest. You just have to run back. the longest. Right. For her birthday. So America's back. And I just couldn't be happier to be from this great thumb on earth it's a kind of thumb shape you're trying to draw america man it's so hard hard it's really hard let me ask Um, you this justin what did you get america for her birthday uh i got america was um amazon echoes nice nice i got um it's i put it in kansas (laughs) because i'm (laughs) <laughs> I wanted it to be like yeah. sort of central in the middle you know? of it. Yeah, no, and so, you, yeah, and that way everyone can use it. You just, hey, everybody, real quick, stop the podcast, stop whatever you're doing, just yell at Kansas real quick. Just be like, how do you convert ninety degrees Fahrenheit to Celsius? Or play Dave Matthews Band. Do you hear me, Kansas? <laughs> I forgot it was America's birthday again. And so I I just went into the sheets and I got like a teddy bear and there's a little compartment and it's belly for jelly beans. Nice. So I got America I a, a, a um, million XL t-shirt that says yeah. I'm with stupid and then there's arrows pointing in all directions. Oh, that's great. Sort of a global burn. Yeah. You know, it's, it's important when you get a present for someone that you don't get the present you want. That you get the present yeah. they want. Too true, and I felt like I I wouldn't wear that giant ass t shirt, but maybe America would, you know. Well, if it was on sale, you'd be crushed to death under the shirt. I think, Travi, it's so large, it's got a thick weave, a thick weave to cover this beautiful nation of ours. Which, let's be honest, I don't want to be a prude, but this nation's been too nude, too furious for too long. Yeah, it's got bumps and humps and lumps everywhere. Here's a here's a, a fun fact. Here's a quick fun fact. Since we're talking about America, it's this beautiful lady's birthday. Uh, 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 the center of the U.S. Is, is the actual like geographical center of it, right? It's in this place called Lebanon, Kansas, yeah. or, or two two miles northwest, I guess. So this is what not the incredible fact I wanted to tell you. There's a very tiny chapel there, like really, really small, like four pews small, right? Uh, there's a chapel there, but there's a little like note that's set on this uh, page and reading about it. it says 
the U.S. Geographic Center Chapel was destroyed by a speeding vehicle missing the turn at the T intersection at the end of K191 Highway on June 1st, 2008. It's since been replaced by a new chapel. I want nothing more i'll tell you what america when my birthday comes around yeah i want to hear the story that leads to this like guys guys i'm blazed we're gonna go drive through the center of america and just plow through that tiny church yeah come on don't be an idiot well here's the thing they didn't say who was driving that car the answer is joe biden let me walk it back for you joseph joseph gordon biden <laughs> The vice principal of America, he had this amazing idea. And he called me up and he told me about it. And let me relay the idea. It, the plan, because now it, it's, it's more of a plan because it's, it's him taking action. Step one, just get rid of that old chapel, he said. We got to get rid of that old chapel. He, he's been listening my, to American gods. I'm going to drive my Stang through it, he said. And I was like, fuck yeah, Joey. And so he drove his Stang right through it and destroyed it. And then he called up Barack Obama. I'm sorry, Barack Hussein Obama. It's important. A lot of people forget. Um, and said, here's my idea. There's a new plot of real estate that just opened up, centrally located, Barry. Um, and uh, from, from this position, the new White House in the center of America, you'll be able to get to wherever you need to go like the easiest you could possibly do it, and and unless this where you felt, need to go is DC, at which point being in DC would probably have been easy. It'd probably be a little bit better, but DC is so far on the East Coast. It's like if you need to get if you need to get to like Montana, ah, it's gonna take forever. Um, I. So we're just we're just not gonna mention the fact that. Griffin called Joe Biden the vice principal of America, right? <laughs> I mean, that's I what he is. It. That's what he is. Like, you think about the typical sort of school structure, right? The principal, all about big picture ideas, all about sort of like leading the school, guiding them, giving them a uh, 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 hope, something to aspire to. The vice principal, that's the ass kicker, isn't it? That's the disciplinarian. See, when you see, get in trouble, I was sitting you here thinking the opposite. Well, I was thinking that you either have your hard-nosed principal that no one gets along with and you're kind of soft and friendly vice principal principal or you have like your badass vice principal no, and the cool but the thing is my question is this griffin do you think that they discuss that like when a new vice principal gets hired and the principal's like listen i'm the badass no no, no. it was nice it's definitely like uh barack hussein obama like walked into joey's garage and was like listen we need to figure this out and then like he wheeled himself out from underneath the stang that he was kitten up and he was like i'll do it i'll do it <laughs> you sound like dominic toretto there for a second I'll he is not, he is it. basically yeah. Anyway, uh, ha anywho, happy birthday you big beautiful lady. Did we did we release this on the 4th of July did. or did probably we wait? not. It's wait, probably this one's probably going to go up on the 5th unless one of you boys wants to edit it. Nah, I'm no, good. not really. Uh, you know what, guys? We've been sort of slacking on no questions per episode or QPE. Well, we're like and seven and a half minutes into this one already, so I, I think this one's shaping up to be it's another one. better than Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan, we were like 15 minutes in before we answered a question. That's true, but with that, I want to up our QPE this episode, Just so let's one, get right into one it. One note about Ray Donovan, if I may. <laughs> uh, Please stop. Okay, you go ahead first, and then I have a second note. Maybe they're the same note. Please go ahead, Griffin. I, um... I was watching Unreal, terrific show on my Lifetime app, which I'm probably not going to use for anything else. Thank you, Lifetime. And they apparently are the, sort of the same sort of family as Showtime. So I did see a trailer for Ray Donovan. And upon seeing it, I just kind of went, huh. 
so that's what he is. So that's that's the, the thing. Very few, very few toilets. Do. Much more punching uh, celebrities and things. So mm-hmm. wonderful. Uh, we specifically asked on that episode. Please don't send us Ray Donovan related links and materials. And do you know how many motherfucking <laughs> Ray Donovan pictures? Anytime a Ray Donovan has hoved into everyone's field of vision, they have submitted it to the Facebook group. Please, Please no more. We're dying. I'm not going to approve your Ray Donovan. And you know what? Stop submitting the mac and cheese thing. I did that last week. Okay, now we're done. Now, QPE up. This is an advice show. We turn your advice, alchemy like it, and questions, alchemy like into wisdom. So here we go. Hey, brothers, my friend brought me a leg of lamb she found in a supermarket dumpster as a house gift <laughs> when she came to stay for a couple days. She didn't mention it came from a dumpster yeah. until I cooked it and served it. Is this okay? Thanks, Joe. All right, let's, Joe. let's just no, keep, Joe. keep that QPE up. No, this is terrible, Joe. Your friendship is dissolved. I dissolve it. I'm. This is legally binding. It's no, over. I, I want to address something here because, like, there is a movement in the world where grocery stores and, like, the sell-by date and all that shit, they get rid of perfectly good food. And, like, this is no joke that there is a huge food waste in America. That said, the that said. issue here is that she did not fucking tell you. She That's was like bad. that woman who murders her husband and then serves it to the detectives. Ah! You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what's going on here. She knew she had committed a crime, and she waited till you yes. had consumed the evidence to tell you. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. If she had mentioned it afterwards, she knows she committed a crime. The yes. thing is, for my bigger hang-up, is a leg of lamb is not a thing I would eat out of a dumpster. If you, if you, if somebody throws a carrot into a compost heap and it's there for less than five minutes. And then somebody fishes it out of there, gives it a good old scrub down, and then chops it up and makes like a little stew for me. I ain't, I ain't mad at you. A leg of lamb is like, there's so many ways that that protein could be compromised by, dump, by the, dump, by the so dumpster gas. Yeah. And, you, and I, also, if your friend wasn't up front with you, you also can't trust your friend when asked the question, how long was it in the dumpster before you got it? Your friend oh, is going to lie. Yeah, don't get it mistaken. You could no longer trust this friend for for anything ever again. Did you uh did you lock the apartment door before we left? Oh yeah, totally. Okay, so you then you didn't. Then you, you basically didn't. just confessed that you didn't do that. Hey, you paid for this bag of Skittles we're both eating right now. Oh yeah, for sure. So you shoplifted it from <laughs> Sheets. Great. Oh, wonderful. No, but this is great, Griffin. It's like, uh, you know, one of them always tells the truth. One of them always tells the lie. Now, you like, if you look at your friend and you ask them a question and they say, you always know that the answer is the opposite of what they said. Yeah. I don't, I don't want anybody to conscript me into their efforts on anything via secret food. Yes. I don't want, like, I don't, you know what would make me mad? If someone was like, make, made a meal for me and I ate it. And then they're like, you would never guess this, but that was vegetarian. And and I would like I'm sitting there with a full belly, and then I'd be like, "Okay, you would never guess this, but now I have to go find some meat, so that was di- so I could have had dinner." Oh, you're on that you're on that B double I N G O plan, that bingo plan from The Biggest Loser, the boy on The Biggest Loser whose parents were trying to get him to drop a few lbs, so they made a little veggie puree and hid it in his meatloaf, and they're like, "Did you like that?" He was like, "Yeah, it was real yummy. Thanks, mom." And she was like, "There's cauliflower in that," and he just goes <laughs> silent and says. 
don't you ever fucking do that to me. Like this boy's <laughs> demeanor changed. And in this moment, he was not bingo. He was like, Mark, something like, <laughs> something different. Don't you, ev- don't you ever fucking do that to me again. I agree. Um, do you guys want a Yahoo? Absolutely, Griffin. Absolutely, I do. Um, this one was sent in by Rachel Rosen. Game recognized that game for me real quick. Thank you, Rachel. It's by Yahoo Answers user JJ who asks, I see orbs when I play my guitar. What? Today I saw something. What? Today I saw something strange while watching a recording of myself playing my guitar. I recorded the video in slow mo on my phone to see the strings vibrate. It's really cool. Cool. But I noticed a small white orb pop into frame directly on my fretboard. It started from the fifteenth fret and traveled down the neck to the fifth fret. It moved fast as hell too. It reminded me of a shooting star the way it moved. Then it hovered for a second. And then at a much slower pace, floated around the strings in a spiraling motion. Was it just dust? A spirit who wants to jam? I'd love to hear some theories on it. Oh, is that your first time seeing the spirit of music? Yeah. You know, that's a literal thing, right? Like, there's a reason why Santana does what he does. He can't help himself. He can't help himself. The spirit is moving. I mean, that's. I love the idea of it is a spirit who wants to jam. And it's like you watch that video and you transcribe the orb's movements um to to like tabulature and then you're like all right let's try this out today is gonna be the day that the ah oh, it's wonderwall fucking orb it, the trick is it's always wonderwall oh it is yeah. always yeah that's the only song the spirit of music has ever liked yeah. the spirit of music has a uh, very outdated taste in music which is very ironic um, my fa- my favorite running joke to do is whenever I'm in a car and Oasis is playing, and it's either Wonderwall or Don't Look Back in Anger, because despite the fact that they're like apparently the most popular British band since the Beatles, like that's all the two songs they did. Um, I-, I just pretend like, oh, who is this? I like this. <laughs> I like this sp- kind spirit. Thank. You. What what do you call this? You gotta be careful with the spirit of music because if I yeah. know anything from lore, it's that. Those spirits, they got they got no respect for human physical limitations. Sure. And they will That's make true. you play the strings too fast till your fingers bleed or dance too hard till your toes fall off or something. Yeah. And they'll make you play Wonderwall until your your skin is just shredded like Pete, you shredded what, those sick notes. That's what happened to Pete Townsend. He was bedeviled. He was bedeviled <laughs> every time he got on that stage. I got blisters on my fingers. Damn you, cruel spirit. Please kill me. Please. You think, but you got to be good. You got to be like uh, uh, careful with that because if you do wrong by the spirit of music, if you if you were to say, you know, I I I can't play this right now. My fingers are falling off. Then I leave you. You know, it could abandon you and, and force you to create the music on your own. Just like and, it happened to the you know, Oasis Brothers and yes. Chinese Democracy took that long yeah. because. Slash and it and still still wasn't very good because they couldn't really yeah. find that spirit again, could they? They tried to fake it by like just they those weren't notes. Half of Chinese democracy is not music because they couldn't do that, so they had to fill it. That's why there's so many Chris Tucker skits, yeah, on Chinese democracy because they didn't have enough songs. <laughs> um, if you slow down, like put it in like four thousand frames a second, slow, slow, slow mo. That video of ten minutes of Axl Rose during a live concert asking for some reggae, um, you can actually see like the spirit of music like fly into his mouth and then it shines bright right in his belly and then he just like in an, a, an ejaculatory scream just give us some reggae <laughs> um 
you know when they were working so hard on that album and it took so long mm-hmm. i kept telling them guys you have let's say you have half an album uh written and done just play them half as fast yeah, play them uh, like slower and then you've got a full record done or just play them again but this time like do it with like british accents with a bit more I mean? bit more reggae here's here's the lineup track one chinese democracy track two just playing around a chris tucker skit track three <laughs> chinese democracy reggae reggae mix reggae ton mix reloaded with reggae um do you guys think we're going to inevitably end up like the Gallagher's? Uh, Gallagher I, one and Gallagher two. Cause I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you follow those, those bros, but, um, I, somebody, one of them retweeted like the other week, like fuck Noel for real. I fuck this dude. I hate his guts. It's like you guys made Wonderwall together. That's kind of weird. Um, Oh, and, he was saying now, that about his own brother. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm worried like something's gonna ha- something's gonna happen. That that white beautiful orb of comedy is gonna leave us, and then it's just gonna be like Travis can eat my butthole. Um, I I I don't I think hope- so, Griffin, because uh, I don't think the Gallagher's were actual brothers. Interesting clones mm. clones then, huh? Yeah, or maybe just bound together by a dark secret. Okay, they killed the third one. Yeah, something then, like that. Okay, yeah, that's possible. Um. They isn't buried him in weird. an oasis. It, isn't it weird how Noel and Joel Gallagher, the Oasis brothers, yeah. hate each other? And then Gallagher 1 and Gallagher 2 are brothers that also have, like, huge beef. It's like, yeah. that's weird, right? What is it with Gallagher brothers? I don't sure. I don't know. It's really weird. Who are the second Gallagher brothers? Gallagher 1 and Gallagher, Gallagher 2. One and, Gallagher 1 and Gallagher 2? The, yeah, the... The watermelon-based comedians. Yeah. Griffin, you know that this is not a joke and that there are, in fact, two Gallagher's, right? No, this is a joke from the comedy <laughs> podcast My Brother, My Brother, and Me that no. us, us three are going to host until we hate each other. No, this is, <laughs> no. This is 1,000% there's a new ga- There's a new Gallagher. <laughs> Gallagher one. Two okay, Gallagher's. I'll pay you the picture. Gallagher one was seeing huge success smashing things. His brother... Uh, in envy and perhaps wanting to get his piece of the watermelon pie, um, started touring as Gallagher Two. Oh my God! This is like the real life Prestige. This is the Prestige Two. How do you know which one you're getting? When he says you, I love you to you. Which? How do you even know which fucking Gallagher it is? Exactly. Yeah, that was the exact problem. Uh, the only thing that Gallagher asked Gallagher Two. His brother Gallagher, Ron Gallagher, the only thing he asked him was to please don't do Sledgeomatic. But, you know. <laughs> the siren call was too strong. <laughs> he got the. Yeah, he already bought that big hammer. <laughs> oh, he God. Had to I do want it. that scene in the movie where, like, he's like, of course I won't do Sledge, but it, like, pans out and you could see the Sledgeomatic leaning against the wall behind the door. And, like, we know. That he's gonna do such a matic. This is gonna end with one of them getting hanged, and you but you don't know which one. And right before he does it, like a watermelon like falls out of his pocket and rolls down the gallows stairs, and he just goes like Whammo dead. <laughs> the classic classic Gallagher phrase. And then and then the other one um fucking kills Batman. Uh here's a question. I work at a startup where one of the perks is a laundry service. Once a week, we can bring in a bag of laundry for wash and fold. Fuck. 
Awesome. I'm going on parental leave soon, and I have lightheartedly announced my intention to drop by during my leave to drop off and pick up my laundry. Here's the problem. Everyone keeps acting like I'm joking. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel like if I ask outright, I'm putting them in a position where they can't say no, even if it's not okay. Uh-huh. Am I taking a work perk, work perk too far? Is there a way to clear this up without putting someone in an awkward position? And that's from Laundry Leecher. My God, there's such an easy way. What is it, Griff? Don't do this thing. Wrong. I know I'm not technically on the clock. I'm taking kind of a three-year sabbatical to kind of find myself. Anyway, here's my dirty jeans. (laughs) Unless... Oh, this is going to be a tricky needle and a tricky unless needle to thread, Travis, but unless. Here's the thing. Is this perk a replacement for like a normal benefit or pay? If this, (laughs) no, hear me out. If the startup was like, listen, we're new. We can't afford to pay you guys the salary that a bigger company would, but we have connections with this wash and fold place. We got a deal through there so we can kind of balance out. It's the cool hip perk of working with us, right? So if that was guaranteed like once a week, this is part of your thing, and you're taking paid leave, I think it's included. I think it's a pretty shitty perk if you can't uh, use it when you're on parental leave and need it more than you've ever needed it in your entire life. Yeah. Yep. I think that you should definitely use do this thing because you are going to need that very, very badly, and I think that you are well within your rights. This is a thing nice, like, good people worry about that, like, normal people don't. Normal people would just roll up and, like, yeah, just needed to check some mail and happen to have some laundry with me. Here you go. This like, is, the okay. fact that you're worried about it means you're probably not that bad a person, but you should still totally do it. No pun intended. There is a wrinkle here that we are not considering. I can't imagine a scenario where I would want all of the people that I work with in my professional day-to-day to see what I do to all my clothes. Do you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like you have I to would... walk in and hold each piece up for them, and you just drop no, a bag off. You walk in with the hamper, and like if you walk too close to somebody's desk and you got some gym clothes in there, I wouldn't... That's not... Do you know what? I... I, I, I I'm embarrassed of my dirty clothes. You are definitely, if you do use this this work perk, you are definitely going to need, like, a, the deep web equivalent of a laundry load. You are going to need, like, a dark load, a, a silk road for your silk uh, clothing and, and all other clothing that are just... The, the 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 circumstances of which are just a little too dark yeah. to bring to the company uh, laundry service. You need a you need a Ray Donovan to to smuggle your clothes in, and he'll fucking wash them for you. Uh, he won't fold. He doesn't fold. You'll get him back. There'll be a big and wrinkly he, mess. He doesn't do scent. bleach because he's worried about his own clothes. He's worried about getting bleach on his fancy suits, which is I, weird. Um, but but yeah, that's that's just Ray. Could you? Could you bring your clothes in and kind of covertly distribute them amongst your coworkers' bags of laundry mm-hmm. <laughs> so no one would know you're doing it? What is this dystopian? 
workplace oh, where got, everybody no. just has all their stinky, dirty clothes all over. <laughs> Wait, I got it. This is great. <laughs> bring, a, bring a load of laundry in and say, hey, guys, I just want to stop by and say, hi, I'm on my way to do my own laundry. I'm really tired and stuff, but I'm just going to. I, you know, I'm not working, so I, I would just feel terrible to use the company service and then forget, wink, and leave it there. And what are they going to do? Are they going to call you and say, come get your dirty laundry? Are they going to just, like, do it? They'll just do it. And you should connect so grateful every time you do that for oh, the next six weeks or so. Oh, here's the problem, Justin. If I'm... Oh, wait, there's a problem with that? It's yes. really good. <laughs> if I'm reading this correctly, I'm not, uh, unless they, like, deliver it to your home... The problem is not in the dropping off laundry. I think you can do that without drawing too much attention. It's the picking back up your clean stuff that really is going to make you seem like a monster. Yeah. Like, I literally came in just to get my clean laundry. Bye, everybody. Unless you you make a big deal out of it. Just, like, bury your face in that hamper and just go, like, oh, man, they did a great job. This Everybody come sniff these. Wonderful. Anyway, Th- bye. This makes the diff- the difficulty of caring for an infant almost bearable. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Is that the uh, shitty part that, like, you took your leave to care for your baby and now you're taking time away from your newborn to drop off your shitty, dirty clothes? Well, even even if I knew this, what it, uh, if, one, I worked in an office... And two, I, I, you know, it just got started at a place like this. Even if I knew this was a, a, a thing, I don't think, if you think about like actually trying that for the first time, I am fairly certain I would never actually be able to go through with it because I don't think I would be able to ask enough questions to figure out what the right, I would be so terrified of doing it wrong. Yeah. Like I would show up with a laundry basket and everybody would laugh at me like, no, you drop it off at this place. Or no, you can't put those clothes in there. Or no, you got to sort your clothes first. I, I would probably just be so paranoid about uh, messing it up that I would end up doing myself. And that's the McElroy way. <laughs> Don't try doing anything because you'll probably get it wrong. <laughs> the first time. The first time. <laughs> So how am I supposed to dip this sushi in? Ah, fuck it. I'll just never eat sushi then. Burgers forever. Well, burgers, I that, guess, forever then. I mean, that. I I feel like I'm on fairly firm ground there, considering that, like, our dad once, like, ate the edamame and ate all the shell. <laughs> and everyone asked him where the shell in uh, something in New York. And everybody, this is a few years ago before edamame was, like, in vogue, I guess. And everyone asked him where the shells were. And he laughed because he had eaten them. So it's like, I don't feel like I'm completely, I don't feel like my uh, suspicion that someone of my genetic material would get many things wrong, very badly, comically wrong the first time I tried them is is like out of of pocket. Yeah. You know, they added something to the menu where they actually do cook the shells around it now at that restaurant. You're supposed to eat the whole thing and they call it Edda Daddy. (laughs) All right. Do you guys want a Yahoo or should we? Uh, well, let's, yes. Let's do a Yahoo. Yeah. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by level 9000 Yadru Drew Drew Javenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yadru Answers user Kane, who asks, who else can't stand fake outcast fans? Ugh. <laughs> the ones that just put Andre 3000 and say, oh, he's creative. Have y'all actually listened to outcast albums? Andre 3000 is kind of like Kendrick Lamar, observant and introspective. He talked a lot about what was wrong with urban America, intricate rhyming and unique musically. B.S. AT Aliens is the best outcast album? What? That's accurate. That's sure. 
Um, I mean, I'm more of a Speaker Box Love Below fan. Although, it was that really technically an Outcast album? Because they were kind of divide and conquer. That was to like that. an Outcast collaboration at that point. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, people, they bug me when they don't get the artistry that go into it. But um, I am more annoyed by fake Outcast fans. Do you get it? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but it just seems like this person is presenting an argument of like, Outcast wasn't just good, they were really good and expecting yeah. to get some kind of argument back from people. No, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I'm talking about rep reploid replicant oh. outcast fans. Genetically engineered outcast fans. People G-offs. who are people who are just like Hello, I enjoy Sankonia. I do like Sankonia though. Well, and you, but yeah. and that's what makes you real. But like, if I cut your hand open, it's it's going to be red. It's not going to be blue or something. Well, I actually, I actually bleed outcasts. So, wait, or does that make me real or fake? Hold on. Do you genetic? Okay, this is. Do you do you build the fake outcast fans so that they are so they know too much about outcast? Like, are they like a Stepford Wives thing where it's like it's too perfect and they know too much, or is it an imperfect duplicate of an outcast fan? Maybe we're talking about fake outcast fans. Sorry, let me try the fake outcast fans. Oh, okay. So you're saying that uh, when I uh, had my outcast tribute group. Uh huh. Or we could also be talking about. Get outcast too. Okay. That's Our, my outcast tribute group, outcast too. Our fans are the people that this person had an issue with. It could be a cover band, it could just be, again, Hello, I am Andre 3000. Hello, my name is Big Boy. Sometimes or, my arm's been back. Maybe, what if it's people who are fans of the podcast Fake Out Cast that's all about like punk and it's all about all the like <laughs> prank shows, the Fake Out Cast, the yeah. fans of that show, maybe they hate. Now, what shows are they going to be talking about? Because Jamie Kennedy Experience, dead, punked, dead, although I hear rumblings of a punk, too. Uh, <laughs> well, get, here's so the problem with p- punk, too. They can't do Sledge-O-Matic. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good prank. I mean, let's be honest. It's a pretty good punk. Oh, I'm sorry. Was <laughs> that your watermelon? Ah. <laughs> maybe they have a problem with uh, outcast fans. That have been printed on a two-dimensional cardboard stand-up. Uh-huh. So when they go to greet them and discuss outcasts and they outstretch their hand to do the traditional outcast seeker handshake, they just bump up into flat cardboard. And they think, ah, oh, I've been tricked again by a fake outcast fan. <laughs> Maybe they have problems a- with the bootleg merchandise where they want only outcast branded fans to fan themselves with. And they're buying, like, it's spelled like O-W-T-C-A-S-T. And they're like, wait, is this really an Outcast fan? It's like, yeah, yeah, sure, two ninety nine. And then they get it home and it falls apart the first time they try to use it. Um, I saw Reploid Outcast back in, like, uh, 2004. Man, they were excellent. <laughs> what was your favorite they, song? Probably Bombs Over Baghdad. When they were like, and some national underground thunder pound when I slop the ground. Like a million elephants and silverback orangutans, you can't stop a train. And a lot of people didn't like the cadence. Like, I think the flow might be better in the original B.O.B. Uh, but who wants something? Don't come and be prepared. I'll be there when I lean there. 
I think that's I think there's a certain uh, hauntingness to that that I really enjoyed. Also, at one point, uh, Andre 3000 opened up his mouth and sparks shot into the audience for 15 (laughs) minutes. Now, that's by design. That's actually part of the pyrotechnics of the show. It was the the, the bridge of the song, the power, music, electric, revive. Just the two of them were like just barfing sparks, and it was amazing. (laughs) That's Griffin, I know that you were painting a goof portrait. That sounds like it would be so fucking cool. No, it would be the best thing ever. Uh, 10 years since the last Outcast Studio album. Can you believe that shit? 10 years this summer. August 22nd. Uh... 2006 I, I think, I think Big and Andre are probably like locked in combat with the sure. Reploids. Um, the, the, That's the problem. They've been trying to eliminate yeah. the... Oh, okay. The Reploids, the Reploids did Idlewild, the there movie. Are t- TV networks out there that are willing to make me a show about... Out, it's kind, it'll be basically like Supernatural, except it'll be the Outcast friends going around and destroying clones and replicants and fake outcasts and just trying to find time to like write a new like construct a new album that'll be like a running gag people are like so how's the new i'm going are you fucking kidding me are you kidding me dude if we take like one day off do you know how fucked you all would be there would be a scene in this where real big boy real andre uh, they're fighting a Reploid duo and they take out Big Boy, but then Replicant Andre grabs real Andre and they spin around on the ground and they stand up and Andre 2000's like, all right, Big Boy, we've been through a lot. You know it's me. Let's just do some rhymes together. And then the other one would be like, no, it is me, Andre 3000. Look at my hat. Look at my hat. You know the truth. Hey, ah. <laughs> Shake it. Shake it like a polar. Uh, you are. You have killed me. Good choice, big boy. The second season is better. The first season of the show, they do a lot of like martial arts, and every time they attack, they're like, "Hey, yeah!" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "All right, guys, we All did right, it." Fellas. Like once or twice once, would be yeah, fine. You've done it 115 times in season <laughs> every one. episode. They're swarming uh-huh. us. We can't stop them, big boy. We have to make the call. Beep boop boop. Release the bombs over Baghdad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andre like strength. jumps a hundred feet in the air and then like takes out five replicant big boys up there and then he lands on the ground and big boy just goes, I like the way you move. <laughs> <laughs> um let's uh let's go to the money zone. I'm hungry. Uh but that's not a problem for me because I have a uh, a fridge that has just been restocked full of the freshest ingredients, some of which I cannot even receive in my area, and recipes on how to turn these perfectly proportioned ingredients into delicious meals for my family. And guess what? All these meals cost uh, less than 10 bucks oh, per meal. God, say the brand name. Please, God, say the brand. Blue Apron. Oh, man, yes. you really left me in suspense there. I dropped you in media res into that particular uh, smash advertisement. Cut. Smash I, cut I, I don't know where you guys, fridge. I don't know what loop you guys are on right now. Last night I made uh, fried chicken with a kale slaw and sweet potato, spice, sweet potato wedges uh, and hot honey. That was fucking insanely good. So, so good. Blue Apron kicks ass. We all do it. Like, I don't, I don't get it for free. Like, I pay for it. Like, it's not one of those, like, advertisers are sending us stuff. Like, I pay for it because it's fucking exceptional. It changed my life. I 
know how to cook now because of this thing. It's so good. Uh, you can, uh, if you want to try it, and you really, really should. Uh, here, here's just a couple of meals available in June: creamy shrimp fettuccine with sauteed green beans and spinach. Yes, please. Sweet chili chicken with Tinkerbell peppers, green beans, and jasmine rice. You know what's cool is if you uh, have certain things you don't eat, they can do vegetarian meals. They can do uh, not fish if you if you're not a fish person they can uh 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 you're crazy by the way they're really talented musicians and great pop songwriters no don't don't spread that that. bullshit around they are not good at all they're fuck you they got some really no they don't you're wrong no you're wrong uh the i'm I'm saying like i prefer the studio stuff it does get a little noodly for me on like the live records but like they have really i mean trey astonish has really solid pop construction when that's the sort of milieu he's working in uh i think it's and, dump and also like well that's a really great fucking attitude <laughs> this is supposed to be a show for people to like feel good about and there are i guarantee there's people who are like oh well fuck you very much i should Travis. be clear hey, i've heard everybody. i've heard hey, one everybody. fish song in my entire life hey everybody if you're a fish fan tweet at travis oh, right now yes. and all week about your favorite fish songs until he's a fucking convert by the end of the week Okay, uh, I've only Travis heard one McElroy song. On yeah, Twitter. let me know. Let me know what's good. Um, no, don't don't let him don't let him know. Open up the fucking whole prison cell block and flood I summon him. The, I summon the fish fans. All <laughs> of my you. non-fish fans out there, I need you guys to do the same thing, but to Justin and Griffin. Thank no, you. No, but we weren't we weren't being dingleberries about fish. Yeah, Travis, this is punishment. We haven't earned it. That's but, not punishment. It's, it's got to have his fucking eyes open. Uh, check, check out. Oh, and you should read Nathan Raven's book about fish fans and ICP fans called You Don't Know Me But You Don't Like Me. It's really, really, that'll change your life too. Anyway, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash my brother. That's blueapron.com slash my brother. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Can I talk to you about sheets? Please do. Justin, That's my favorite topic. Yeah, Justin, do you know anything about sheets? Yeah, it's a, a sort of a restaurant yeah. gas station hybrid in uh, throughout. I guess the Midwest and Northeast. Northeast maybe more Wawa, I guess. But did you uh, know? Yeah, that sheets. Did you know it can also be a thing that you put on a bed? True story. Oh, tell me more. Well, here's the thing: if you just slept on your regular bed without anything on it, you get your nasty body stuff all over the bed. And then what are you going to do? Buy a new mattress every time? No. I'm starting at square one here to explain that Bull and Branch is an amazing company. So what you do is you put a thin layer of uh, fabric over your bed that can be washed and replaced so that you don't have to get a new bed every time like you drool or sweat or whatever. And so Bull and Branch is the next evolution of sheets. They don't care about thread count. They care about quality material. Thread count is a myth. Dry land Whoa. is not a myth. Neither is quality sheets from Bowen Branch. They use high-quality cotton to make you great sheets. And because they don't have overhead like some of the big stores, they're able to keep their prices down and get you amazing product at a very reasonable price. So you can check it out online at bowlandbranch.com. It's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Uh, they'll let you try the sheets for 30 nights risk-free. Um, and it's not just sheets. I keep saying sheets, but it's towels, blankets, duvet covers, everything. And you can go to bowlandbranch.com today and get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping if you use the promo code MYBROTHER, all one word. Go check it out. Get yourself some new sheets. Sleep on a dream. That's not that's not their thing, but it is now. It's, it's pretty good. Um, I got a message here, a personal message for Robert. 
And it's from Laura, or Laura, or Lara, who says, Happy 420, darling Robert. <laughs> My dearest Robert, it is time to blaze. <laughs> we march I, for the front lines tomorrow, General I, Lee says. I shall await your correspondence. Please roll this letter up and smoke a fat Dubinsky with it. <laughs> Chief my love correspondence, Robert. <laughs> Chief it up right. Roll it only the way we used to roll it. Back my dankest love, Laura. Um, happy 420, darling Robert. The first four years have been rough. I can't lie. But here's to the next 20 being smooth sailing. I'm sorry this message is late. There's so much to love in these, th- like, four sentences or three sentences. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, first of all, you're basically saying 24 years and then that's it, which is great. Uh, you wish them a happy 420, which is, like, really specific timing. I'm hoping you managed to, like, work it out so that this message was played directly at 420. Chief it up, blaze it. And then you apologize for the message being late. Late. Which honestly, all Jumbotron messages should conclude with. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it should be like uh, the sorry so sloppy of <laughs> Jumbotron messages. Yeah. Um, great message. Let's see if this next one uh, can compete. It's for everyone, and it's from Sparkles. And the message is, "Be cool, like Blair." And the preferred time frame for this message is, "Whenever I love and trust you." <laughs> Yes, this you, is another very good Jumbotron message. You'll know the Excellent right word, moment. Sparkles. Which Blair are we talking about? Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl, maybe? That's probably it. No, I think this is probably a real Blair that a person named Sparkles, maybe that's a pseudonym, um, <sighs> just wants everyone to know their friend Blair is really cool. And I'm, I don't know anything about Blair, I mean, except for the fact that it's a cool name. So I'll aspire to be at least as cool as the name is. Do you know there's a WikiHow article called How to Behave Like Blair Waldorf, and it has eight steps to it? Like, WikiHow, I think you don't fall outside the lines. I don't think that that's what your service is supposed to be used for. You know. I think you're probably getting a bit big for your breaches. You know, at the moment of Yahoo Answers passing, there will be a quickening. Right. When somebody, when, when Marissa Mayer fucking beheads yahoo answers which is the only way to kill it there will be a quickening and WikiHow will receive the quickening if there's got to be a bidding war if there's a bidding war for like the yahoo i will kickstart it are you fucking this will be the thing we use our one token of like kickstarter um support from (laughs) we'll go to roman mars and we'll pick up our token so we can put it into the machine to get something crowdfunded. Yes. Uh, so, uh, everyone be cool like Blair, I guess. Yeah. Hey, James. Hey, Ineke. Where are we right now? You're in the minority corner. Haven't you been here before? You know what? I think I have. Because you're a woman. And you're a gay man. And we're, we're both, both black. black. And now that we're here in the minority corner, what should we talk about? How about race, gender, and sexuality? Ooh, and we can gossip about celebrities, and I can quiz you on pop culture. Ooh, and we can have guests. We're going to learn, laugh, and play. You know, that sounds a lot like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. Minority Corner with the K. Check us out. Because the C was taken. Hey, read a question. My landlord recently had a fence erected around my house, including a gate that stands between my front door and the sidewalk. 
He lives on the block and really seems to enjoy making eye contact while walking up to my house and closing the gate every time I fail to do so. Oh, I've never spoke to the guy, so it feels like a pretty weird power play to me. Should I just hold my breath till I move away or is it time to escalate? So wait, That's so open in Iowa City. Is this a situation where the landlord also lives in this building? It doesn't sound like it. No. Mm-mm. Oh, he lives on the block. So he like literally walks down to your street, makes eye contact, shuts the gate. Why the fuck do you care if the gate is shut or not? I mean, I get, okay, well, let me ask you this, Griffin. If you paid money to put a gate up and the gate was open, wouldn't you think, well, why the fuck did I do that? Right, but a gate, like it sounds like anybody can just open the gate. What are you protecting him from, cougars? Are you Mal- the only person gate? who lives in the house? This is very odd. This is very strange. This is very people are, <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Do you think that when the landlord is closing the gate, he's thinking, I don't want you to get out. <laughs> I don't know how gates work. I need to keep you safe, my precious tenant. <laughs> it's a really weird power play in that it doesn't assert any power. It's just a weird thing to do. He's not like he's not looking thing. out for you unless you do literally live in Cougar Town. Although <laughs> I think I think even a lot of cougars could probably figure out a way. I mean, they could just World War Z it and run at the gate until they form a cougar-based stairwell. You know what I mean? But but like this is the weird thing about living in proximity to people who like own a thing is people get really weird hang-ups. Like I used to get weird notes on this one place I lived at where the 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 woman would would uh, who was sort of like living in the building at a discounted rate because she was sort of keeping an eye on it and so would get like very overzealous. So I'd get these weird notes like uh, uh, it, when you bring your uh, Christmas tree back downstairs, please make sure to shake all the dead needles off before you do it. And she would put it up there in like August to like really make sure that we were thinking about it for a very long time. Or she put notes like, please stop stealing all my laundry soap and please buy your own. You know, weird stuff, weird hangups like that. Um, I, when I lived in the West Virginia building and I was, you know, I don't want to dad turn off the podcast, but I was, you know, hitting that, hitting that Skywalker OG. You know what I mean? Having, I don't. Having some of that purple Urkel. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. Um, I did not realize until the day that we all moved out that uh, our landlord literally lived a floor directly above us. Oh, my. And they must have been, like, super chill about it because we never received a knock on the door. That is so much worse of a thing to do than leaving your, your gate open, unless, again, you do live in Cougar Town. Um why is why are landlords why are some landlords horrible and some just love it when you party? I had a <laughs> I had a landlord who was a a very nice woman, um, and we lived in this apartment for like five years in Cincinnati. Who would routinely come over just to like check in and seemingly just to judge where we would put our furniture in the house. No, that's not like, how I do it. Interesting. Yeah, or like how we are caring for like our backyard. Or what kind of deck chairs we had. She was very judgmental in in like a familial way. Not like in a mean way, but like you would expect your mom to check up on you. It was very weird. And I, I, I always wanted to just look at her and be like, hey, I appreciate you. And like, I give you money. Please don't come over. I, 
Please You're fine don't. where you are. I, here's a weird part about this question to me is that when they say that um, he really seems to enjoy making eye contact while walking up to my house and closing the gate every time I fail to do so. That uh, That's weird that they're doing that, but like, what are you doing that you are in a position to make eye contact with the landlord when they are, are walk up your side? Like, are you just like leaving the gate open and then standing outside in your truth and just waiting for them to come by an, so you can make eye contact another with possibility. them? Another possibility. That's possible. I just, I, let's just, I, I guess this is just an endorsement. If you live in Huntington, look for a place to live. West Virginia is great. West Virginia building is great. They are just yeah. like, they're down with whatever. Landlord will just gotta, like walk in and be like, There's, it smells like that good good in here. Anyway, have fun, boys. And uh, Rio Grande is like Rio right Grande is right downstairs, which is like great. conducive to and the I good think good. Backyard is like right across the street, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got, and you got a, uh, there's a frozen yogurt, tropical moon place right across the street. Walking distance to, to the movie theater. Yeah. There's two <laughs> derelict movie theaters that you can just go walk and throw rocks at. It's awesome. Uh, co- uh, things about she's co creator Dwight Slappy lives there. Yeah. You can go hang out with him. It's got a lot going for it. It's got so a much. lot going for it. So, uh, uh, how about a Yahoo? I love that, Griffin. This one's sent in by Aaron Keese. Thank you, Aaron. It's by Yahoo Answers user Usman, who asks, teaching internet, my uncle. Uh, Hello, all. Well, first, my English is not good, but hope you can understand. That's fine. We'll get it. Uh, Okay. My uncle wants to learn internet from me. I'm using the internet since 2010. And I have much knowledge about internet downloading and searching, almost everything. But I'm confused. How can I teach him internet? So I need your suggestion from where should I need to start? How can I teach him internet? Thanks. I don't want to make it sound like we're laughing at this person's um, uh, message cause, or, or the, the syntax of the message. Um, no. I guarantee that sounds better than if I tried to write a message and say Spanish. Yes, sure. Um, I'm laughing about like, how do you really sit an old man <laughs> down? How do you sit your old uncle down and start the, where do you start? Where do you start? With the internet. You have a you clean s- slate experience where the first thing you show them will be the jumping off point for internet for them. Cause like, it's going to be like, you sit them down and they're like, where do I put in the internet floppy disk? And it's like, oh Jesus. Oh my so God. We're literally I saved at, like, all my punch cards. So we're le- literally at ground zero. Okay. Whew. Um, how do you teach someone the internet? But now, how do I save the internet when I'm done with it? No, oh, Jesus. But think of the power you have with, like, you have this lump of clay in front of you, and you can mold in their mind their concept of the internet. You could just take them to, like, three pictures of a cat and a recipe for fried chicken and say, that, and that's the internet. That's, that's it. What all the fu- that's what all the fuss has been that's about. All, that's all there is so far. We're still waiting for people to put some more on there, but so far we're pretty happy with the start of it. Anyways, no need for you to ever get on this again. There's, I, ma- I imagine on the first day your your uh, papa sits down at the computer and you just laugh like, ha, yeah, you think you're ready for that? You, no, no, stand up. And then you throw a notepad and a pen and start there. Start putting searches into that first. And then you'll be ready to ride ride the snake at some point. I, Not now. Yeah, I'm, I'm day one. I enjoy actually. I'm coming at it from a different place because there is. We're laughing at this. But there's there's certain knowledge that we possess about the internet that goes beyond like 
how do I find information? How do I Google? What is an email? How do I... There's stuff that you need to know about sort of the landscape. And I think really the only way to educate an old, old man about all that is to just just throw him into that deep tumbler, into a deep old tumbler, and let them kind of dig their way out from there. I'm talking about literally restraining them to a chair and say, like, you can only stand up and leave this room and use the potty once you've found your way out of this, like, SpongeBob SquarePants um, Rule 34 Tumblr collection. Have fun, Grandpa. Thanks for your thanks for fighting in the Korean War for me, but you need to get the hell out of Escape from Tumblr, I call it. <laughs> That's a good way to that's a good way to get that going, I think. You heroically piloted a helicopter to evacuate Vietnam War vets, and that was a great thing you did. Now it's time to see if you can escape from a different place, which is to say that deep tumbler. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I really enjoy that you piloted a helicopter to evacuate Vietnam War vets. Like like someone's fighting in the Vietnam War, and they're like, help, stop, I'm a veteran. Like, yeah, I know. Well, they did back We're in the still Vietnam in the War. With, okay, you know what I'm saying. And to be fair, he didn't say evacuated Vietnam War vets from Vietnam. Yeah. It could have been somewhere else. could have been a building full of Vietnam War vets that caught on fire. And I, I, also didn't say, I also didn't say in 2008. <laughs> um... I think that's you a good way to... all those Vietnam War vets, even as they ask you to stop, because they were just <laughs> in their houses. Please, I'm fine here. What if... Thank you. What if my thing, though, they're at, like, a, uh, what's uh, an AARP, like, party or whatever, and they're talking to their cohorts, and their cohorts is like, my grandson got me a Blackberry, and I've been using it to be on the internet. And then this Tumblr grandpa would just be like, oh, let me show you this high-res JPEG that I found of Patrick the Starfish's hard cock. Uh, and everyone's like, what are you doing? And he's like, no, this is internet. My grandson, this is all it is. My grandson locked me in a, a, a cl- in a shower, an unused basement shower, and wouldn't let me leave until I sort of discovered what internet was. And this is it. And it's I'm the Starfish's hard it. cock. Yeah, I know a lot of stuff now. Can you now. imagine being like 86 and your your grandson's showing you the weirdest shit he can find on the internet, and you stumble across what has always been your thing, and you yeah. didn't know about it till you were eighty six, and you found it on like Reddit, and you're like, "Oh, I've wasted just so like much on your time on your deathbed, just like flipping through the BlackBerry your grandson just got you, and you end up on that deep Tumblr, and it's like, here's my Tumblr blog, and it's all just art of Squidward, and he's got six dicks, and you're like. That's it. Ah, that's my that's my gem. That's my fetish. I found. I found. Fly me to heaven, Squidward's six cocks. Your squid. Using this new technology, Fly me, the only Squidward. Way, the only way we can. The only way we can solve this murder is to cons- is to use your grandpa as a spirit medium. We're using this crystal orb, we'll be able to see the last thing he saw with his eyes before his... Oh my god! Is that Squidward from the cartoon Spongebob Squidpants? Does he have six? Does he have six hard cocks? <laughs> can I get a count on these hard cocks? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, there's another... Yeah, six! What?! 
Oh no, now this is my thing too. Oh no, it's like the <laughs> it's ring. Like, it's like the ring. Oh Jesus. Squidward's climbing out of the ball. <laughs> you know, there are six of you. Oh God, no. I, but you Not can't. Like if, you're the one, if you're the one who did it though, you cannot let your family discover what you have done. Oh no. So it's going to be very awkward when your grandpa dies and the first thing you do is grab his phone and throw it in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is all very sad, but yeah. I'm, right now I need to throw Grandpa's phone in the toilet. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it is, this goes beyond a history purge. If there's a chance that a single one of these bits or bites remains in the cookie cache. Did anyone teach you about the cloud? Please, you have to tell me. Did anyone teach you about the cloud? Your grandpa, uh, like he requested, will now have his ashes scattered at sea. I'm just going to chuck his Blackberry in there, too, just so he's... <laughs> Just, just to be safe. Just to be safe so he can have it in the in, J- in Davy Jones' locker. Hey, hey, Stevie, I found all these printed off things in your grandfather's room. He printed stuff off. Damn it, old man. Damn it. Damn it. It's one step ahead of me. I know he just died, but I don't think I love him anymore. <laughs> he flew helicopters in Nam for you, I think. For somebody. <laughs> But, but look at all these pictures of Squidward's rock hard six dicks. <laughs> That's my dad. That's my dad did that. It was my dad. I don't have a dad anymore. That's He's weird. He's dead to me in so many ways now. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of appeared. I just kind of like showed up one day as a baby. No dad. No dad involved. <laughs> no, dad. no dad at all. It's crazy. I don't have a dad. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. On Was our- that too provocative? I keep I I get tweets um pretty regularly from people who are like, "Was on the bus and my I, my headphones came unjacked, and then Griffin yelled something about Squidward from SpongeBob SquarePants is six hard hard ding dongs." Um, and now I got fired from the bus because I was driving it. I I, th- I think it's fine. Okay, I think if you're I think late uh, in the podcast. Things are usually going to get the most ribbled. Then I, I also I think, think you probably know that by now. I also think people will find it really adorable that when we tried to come up with the most upsetting thing one might find on the internet, the best we could do was like SpongeBob erotica, and they're probably sitting there going, "Well, oh, oh, that's not." Let me send you guys some links. Please don't send us those links. Please don't take my innocence. Oh, Travis, away. you don't know how the internet works because oh, now no. we are going to get those links. Yes. Uh, uh, so we're we're done. We're done with the podcast. I uh, hope you liked it. Uh, we made it for you. So that's I mean that's the hope. Uh, uh, and and uh, I wanted to say a quick thank you. We received a bunch of things in the uh, in the old PO box uh, uh, that I mean like I'm, I I had to fill the trunk of my car. Holy shit! Uh, with uh, with 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 gifts. Hey, bring some of those uh, to Boston, please. Okay, no. Uh, when you guys come here uh, uh, later on this year, you can take them with you, though. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm saving it in a closet. Erica uh, it makes her own uh, uh, candles, and she made themed candles for uh, 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 our shows, which is re- really cool. She calls them, this is cute, sandals. Oh, Isn't that cute? That is nice. Isn't, like that, that. Isn't that cute? What's the big gulp one smell like? Uh Okay, that's not uh, one of them, uh, but she uh, uh, has a shop on Etsy called Wick Habit, and you can uh, uh, check out some some of her candles there. All the ones she sent us smell great. I'm saving them. There's a Rose Buddies one that smells exactly like roses. It's very it's very uncanny. 
but uh, uh, thanks to her. Thank you to uh, Matthew for sending me some uh, Jimmy Buffett shoes. Uh, and thanks to Lynn for filming uh, Jimmy Buffett saying hi to me. Uh, that was very uh, kind of him. And it made my father-in-law proud of me for the first time in my life. And uh, uh, also, uh, congratulations, by the way, because we won't record again until after this has happened. Congratulations to Lynn on wrapping up his uh, his tenure in Hamilton. His last performance is July 9th. So congrats to him and and uh, what, a, what an accomplishment. And also, Blair sent us Dad Magazine, which she edited and is a book called Dad Magazine. So uh, That's pretty great. Thanks. Um, I want to uh, say congratulations to you, Justin, on your 10-year wedding anniversary, which is today. Yeah. The day well, we're recording thank the you so much. Congratulations, Thank dude. you so much. July 1st. It's been 10 years. Uh, it's crazy. I, I also want to say we're very, very excited. We've got a guestbert coming up. Um, oh, yeah. And it's been a while since the guestbert. So just to remind you, we're going to have a guest on. You're going to submit questions specifically for that guest to answer. That guest is going to be Patrick Rothfuss, who is one of my favorite authors, if not my favorite author, author of the King Killer Chronicles. Um, and that's going to be, we're recording uh, just a few days after this episode. So if you've got questions for Patrick Rothfuss, um, uh, advice in. questions, yes. remember. Ad- like, you need advice from him. Yeah, like, not just like trivia don't questions ask him when or the, something. When the no. next book's coming out. Or Please whatever. don't fucking ask that. It's not cool. Ask about advice. Uh, but yeah, send those in and make sure to put in the subject line something like, you know, for Patrick Rothfuss. Um, and speaking of... Uh, make sure... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, we also have our Boston show coming up. Um, and so we're going to need questions for that. So make sure you put uh, Boston live show in the subject line for those. Uh, and uh, just want to remind you to send your favorite fish tracks to at Travis McElroy cool, cool. on Twitter. Um, definitely, maybe want to start with something from like Billy Breeze, something real accessible like that. But you know, it's up to you all. Whatever, whatever you think. And Travis will uh, review each track and let you know what he thinks about it. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're all very excited to hear his book report. Uh, two things, real quick. Thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album "Putting the Days to Bed." Fucking fantastic album. Maybe you're going on a summer road trip, driving down to the beach, put that album on. Good times. Uh, also, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but I just opened up a P.O. Box here in Austin. Uh, it is P.O. Box 66639, Austin, Texas, 78766. Um, yeah, just want to put that into the ecosystem. Are we um, done? I, I want to say check out all the other amazing Maximum Fun shows. There's lots yes. of new ones to check out. Um, but I would like to take a second to specifically push uh, two shows. One, the show that I do with my wife, Schmanners, that I am a big fan of. Uh, the episode we did on pregnancy is one of my favorite things I've ever recorded. And just every week, I'm more and more impressed with how wonderful my wife is at podcasting. And also, the recent episode of Still Buffering, where they had Lin-Manuel Miranda on to talk about like how to do theater in high school and as a teen and community theater. And it was wonderful. They talked a lot about memories that I remember from growing up in Huntington with the Smurls. Yeah. Um, Lynn talked about his years. It's it's really wonderful. It's super I highly good. recommend it. Um, there are other shows on the Maximum Fun Network that we are not a part of, though, like Getting Curious and Judge John Hodgman and Jordan Jesse Go and Stop Podcasting Yourself and Throwing Shade. Um, tons of great shows. You can find them all at MaximumFun.org. You can find all the podcasts that we do at MacRoyShows.com. We've been doing this post questions bit for like 14 minutes now. Let's kill. Let's kill it. Let's put it. Let's 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 put it to bed. Uh, hit me, Griffin. Got a final Yahoo was sent in by Aaron Keys again. Thank you, Aaron Keys. You deserve a nickname. Just haven't come up with one yet. We'll workshop it. The Keys Master. No, I think you described. You said Keister once, and yes, I think Aaron tweeted that that was not good. 
I know that, that. That's why I've, I've continued to try to come. I think Keys Master is what I'm sticking with right now. Uh, it's terrible. Okay, here we go. Joe S. asks, does Seattle have culture, class, cuisine, opera, all the stuff I see in Frasier? <laughs> Why are you just McElroy? I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother. May kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.